Welcome to Locally Home, a podcast about building community. This episode, we talk with Maggie Froman-Knight. Maggie is the director of the Claremore Industrial and Economic Development Authority and Rogers County native, working to bring manufacturing and retail to town. Let's see what develops in our conversation here on Locally Home. Hello, everyone. My name is Travis Peck, Alumni Director at Rogers State University here in Claremore, Oklahoma. Claremore is a community of just over 18,000 people, but we are also the county seat, and that encompasses about 90,000 people just outside of our downtown corridor. So we are 25 miles northeast of Tulsa, and that is uh, the second most populous city in the state. So I, I'm, I'm hesitating to say these things because I'm sitting here with Maggie Froman-Knight, Executive Director of CETA here in Claremore. So Maggie, say hello. Hello. Perfect. So now I can keep going with my intro so it makes more sense. So um, Maggie is joining us here, like I said, as the Director of CETA, which we're going to get into what that is exactly here in a second. But uh, the other point of this, of this podcast is really to promote Claremore, talk about the positive, talk about the good things that are happening in and around town and the people that are doing those good things. So let's go ahead and say it. What is CETA? CETA is formally known as the Claremore Industrial and Economic Development Authority. So as you can imagine, with that super long name, it's more locally known as CETA, which is uh, certainly the acronym for that. And so, um, but what does that actually really mean, right? Yeah, what do they do? I've heard of them around town many times. A few times, yes. So an economic development authority is in a community to really... Um, drive and promote the economics or economy. And so what does that mean? That's the businesses there. It is where people work. It is the job opportunities, education opportunities, like our lovely Rogers State University. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, And then all of the fun and fabulous things that go along with that. So mountain bike trails and dog parks and the lake and where am I going to eat and shop and dine and all of those great things are really what make that up. And so... Uh, we are the entity responsible for going out and, and recruiting those fabulous things to the wonderful Claremore area in Northeast Oklahoma, but then also ensuring once they get here that they're really thriving and continue to grow. Absolutely. You don't want to bring something in and then go, oh, by the way, we don't have anybody to fill those jobs at your new business that yeah, you just opened. Yeah, that's so, a challenge. Sure. Well, and that's part of the reason, you know, that Roger State University, um, where we're recording this, by the way, on right. uh, 91.3 FM. RSU Radio. That's one of the reasons it's such an important element to the community is that we can, you know, produce these students that can then be put into those roles. So talk to us a little bit about that, if there's a connection there with uh, with RSU and like what's being built around that. Yes. So anytime that we're looking at any kind of industry, healthcare, manufacturing, even your retail, the very first question outside it, they decide, you know, here's kind of the area you want to be in is, Where are my employees coming from and what is my labor force? And so having a phenomenal asset like the university right in our backyard helps us make sure that we have students that are properly trained and then students of all ages um, and backgrounds, but then also making sure they have easy access to that education. And then two, it's our industrial and uh, healthcare and all of that business sector leadership influencing those classes. Which is what makes Rogers State University, I think, really unique because Claremore, while a smaller town, has a ton of thriving opportunity. And so when you have that easy connection, 
then the university can respond really quickly to what those education needs might be for those companies to have individuals to thrive and and then of course they support their families thus they're Absolutely. eating at all the the great places downtown and and it all kind of goes in that big circle well and it really it's it, and this is a good lead backwards into time so let's go let's visit Maggie Froman yes uh, back in the day back way way back in 2000 and Nine. Yes. When you're finishing up high school, Claremore Sequoia. Is that? Right. I mean, I'm, yes. I went to Claremore High School, so yes. I don't want to. But well, do you so call we it just Sequoia? Ca- we just call it Sequoia. That's what I thought. Like it's I, just Sequoia. There's no need to put the Claremore. So on it's it. really just that thing on the weather. Like when yes. they're on the weather, they're yes. like, "Oh, Claremore Sequoia," but nobody there right. calls it that. Yes. So it's just. Uh, and the thing is, for those of you listening outside of this area, obviously, it's. A small adjacent community, yes. I guess we should put it that way. Yes. Would that be, is that an accurate way That's to put totally it? That's totally accurate. I thought that was Absolutely a nice fair. way to say that. Yes. So, yeah. Um, but anyway, so you graduate from Sequoia and you uh, decide to go off to college. Yes. And you took your talents to. Tahlequah, Tahlequah, Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And so you go to NSU. I did. And um, NSU Served you well, obviously. You you got your education there, right. and you worked for multiple entities within the university. Yes. And what did you think coming out of uh, college you were going to do with that degree? Yeah, so I actually, up until my sophomore year of college, wanted to be a teacher. Okay. And so all through high school, I was voted most likely to teach at the high school. You know, all the things that, you know, I don't know, if I, at 18 I aspired to that maybe, but um, always wanted to be a teacher and didn't necessarily know what I wanted to teach, but loved the impact on students. And so uh, going to Northeastern was, was kind of a fit for me. And so once I got there, not unlike a lot of young Young adults in their early college life went, oh, wait, maybe this isn't what I want to do. Actually, the opportunity to travel to China um, and teach English there and and do that as an actual um, job as well. And so that was a great learning experience, but not unlike... She said with hesitation in her voice. (laughs) No, I'm sure it was a great learning experience. It is, but not unlike a lot of, I think, student interns, which is the whole point of that, right? Right. Is so that you go, you know what, maybe I don't want to do this. And so I kind of have had this like, oh, I'm a sophomore. And now I have to change my major and my whole life plan is is kind of changed. What do I do now? And so I had a mentor who really encouraged me. And she said, I think you should do corporate communication. And so you can only imagine my father's great excitement when I came home. And I'm like, Dad, I'm getting a degree in communication. And he was like, you're getting a degree in talking? I'm paying for this? What? Okay. okay. So um, really for me, it was an opportunity to, you know, conflict management and resolution and all of those things. I've always enjoyed people. I mean, it really tied back to education. So finished there with that. Uh, found myself working through some nonprofits and government work and through the university, really always tying into people. And so there were a lot of phenomenal things going on in Claremore about 2016. You had all this growth and excitement happening downtown. Um, and I actually had a, a fellow of Rogers State University grad, Brandon Irby, reach out. He said, hey, uh, we love that you're living here, but we hate that you're driving an hour plus away um, and sharing your talents with someone else. And so that is when I had the unique opportunity to come back to Claremore and initially joined CETA's team doing talent development. 
So still that tie to education, helping with Partners in Ed, uh, which is a program where companies adopt schools to really help with talent development, career pathways, all of those great things. Um, so always having that tie to education was important. Yeah. Um, and during that time, found myself right back here where I, I actually took classes concurrently at Rogers State uh, and found myself right back enjoying the MBA program as a working adult. So very different experience, but very exciting. Which, so that being said, the MBA program here at RSU, you finished that up in how long, if you don't mind? Yeah, no. So I started um, in August of 17 and finished in December of 18. So right wow. at three semesters or a Perfect. year. Yeah, that's that's impressive, by the way. Um I'm still working on that. We're yes. going to get there. I'm yes. going to get there. I'm going to get there. You get there. You can do it. Um, but that obviously proved um, beneficial to you then, just not too long ago, when Mr. John Fury, who's now our city manager and was the former director of CETA, again, moved on. So then the job came open. And some names got tossed around, and I think yours was in that short list for sure. Um, how did that kind of happen? How did you end up uh, on that list, and who was kind of fighting for you? So, um, one, I think going through the MBA program provided me some of the budgeting, financial, some of that that I maybe didn't get with that conflict management that was a lot more of the the communication stuff. And so... Um, because of the role I'd had since 2016, so that brings us to, to 2020, 2021, mm-hmm. uh, when John kind of transitioned and going, hey, you know, I've been here for five years. I love all the great things that are happening um, and would love the opportunity to be considered for the executive director position, um, which, you know, being fairly early in my career, um, you do a lot with developers. There's not a lot of females in economic development, uh, particularly in Oklahoma, much less nationally. Sure. Um, so there's kind of some some challenge there. Um, but anyone I think that knows me, uh, and actually this is a John statement, uh, so he'll appreciate this, but he's always like, you know, if you want Maggie to do something, just tell her that she can't. <laughs> right. Because then she's going to work, you know, work to, it's just yeah. as hard to, to prove you wrong. And so I think for me it's an opportunity to continue um, investing in future talent. We have a great team. So helping place in them what others have placed in me to pass that along. But really, as, as all of us as young parents on the CETA team look forward and go, hey, what is what does that look like? I have a three-year-old son. You know, yeah. what does that look like for my son? And and if he chooses to stay in Claremore, and what might those opportunities look like in 20 years? And hopefully we're all doing it some justice and service and trying to move it forward um, while paying respect to, to all the great things that brought Claremore to where it's at today. Oh, for sure. And I think that's important. And we've talked about this. And this is, again, part of the reason for this entire podcast is to discuss, you know, the, the past of Claremore great people, great families, um, wonderful things have happened, great community. And this is one of the things that, and it's sorry to keep bringing up Mr. Fury here, but he he always says he wished he grew up here. Yes. Well, you did grow up here and had that advantage, quote unquote, of being around um, maybe a disadvantage when you feel like everybody knows who you are. (laughs) And they're like, oh, you mean Maggie? Like, I know her when she was 10, but she's not 10 anymore. (laughs) You know what I mean? So there's pluses and minuses. but, But I think really what we're building on is all those great things that have happened over the last well, I mean, 30, 40 years for sure. Absolutely. And of course, there's history way beyond that. That's way before my time. But um, these last 10 years have really changed. I mean, I'm yes. born and raised here as well. So I'm 38. <laughs> oh, that hurt me a little <laughs> bit to say out loud. I'll be 39 in December. But anyway, um, 
but I also have a you know a son who's now mm-hmm. 17 years old, mm-hmm. and he's grown up here, and we've enjoyed it the whole time. So, right. uh, looking forward, um, we have to look back a little bit just Absolutely. to see what we what we're coming from, and then see what we can change and what's what's possible. Right. And I mean, you're looking at it from an even bigger perspective, which is the entire community. You know, I would say. Average Joe's not thinking about manufacturing no, jobs no. and what's going to happen. <laughs> no, so, right. you know, like, well, we want our Chick-fil-A. Yeah, yeah. well, we got a Chick-fil-A, which yes, is great. Um, that is awesome. Which is uh, fantastic. And, and again, it takes time to get it those does. things to happen. Um, and I would, I would guess that these manufacturing jobs obviously don't just pop up overnight either. So no, how, no. Does, how does that work? And what kind of uh, time and maybe put a percentage on it if you want to or whatever that's that's focused on manufacturing versus, mm-hmm. you know, just the retail versus, you know, those right. types of things. Do right. you have that kind of a... Yeah, absolutely. So as far as kind of the process, we get leads from from a number of places. One, direct leads are our favorite, um, typically, because they're coming here. They that's want awesome. to be here in Claymore for a reason. Um, and then a lot of times we benefit from getting leads from the state, Oklahoma. And so obviously we think Northeast Oklahoma is the best. Of course it is. Of course, right? Yeah. And so then we try to make the best compelling argument of all of the assets we have here. And so, um, you know, love or hate our railroads, they are phenomenal for our companies because that's how they're moving their product around. And so um, we always say that's money coming in and out of the community. Nice. Not like everybody it. might see it that way. Sure. but But, you know, when you're in that and you see the products those companies are making or, you know, they have to get plastic beads to make their product and, you know, that's on that, that train car, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, this is really cool. Um, much less the jobs that surround that and everything. So you mean the trains aren't just a pain to, for traffic? Is that I what mean, you're trying to say? They actually. I mean, I you know, kind of maybe trying to plant that seed a little. Well, because basically, what I have to understand via social media is that they are really just there. They don't even have their empty cars. They oh, just run yes. back and forth. Yes. To slow you down and make you late right. for things. I mean, at some not, point they they do <laughs> get emptied. Yes. That's not what it yes. is, though. No, That's not, not how, quite. That's not, not how companies quite. work. Yeah. Yes. Um, but as far as I think CETA historically has been really focused on manufacturing. And so um, really coming out of 2020 and just all the world changes that we saw happen Absolutely. there, making sure. So in Rogers County, about 80 percent of our businesses have four or less employees. And so just because you hear small business, that's not just a retail. That might be a, a weld shop or a, a custom robotics like Right Design, which we have here yes, in town. Um, and so high tech and, and what does that look like and how are we supporting our major employers, which are just as important as those smaller entities as well. Um, so as far as the time bridge there, I think manufacturing has probably taken up. Oh, probably 30 to 40% of our time. Retail is really only about 20 to 30% just because it's such a finite formula. I know that a lot of people think it's it's as simple as, you know, I call my favorite restaurant um, that Maggie thinks should be here. Sure. And I say, yeah. Claymore is the best and you should come here. And, and this they just show quite, up. They just show up. Um, yeah, it's not quite how that works. So um, a lot of times, uh, just like Chick-fil-A, we talked about, you've got to have a franchisee and they've got to have the right location and the numbers. And so a lot of that deals with house tops, you know, and so talking about construction and why are all these houses and duplex and apartments and single families? Well, it's really important because they want to know the number of people and then not only the number of people, but what are they making? So when Friday, when I get my paycheck, how much extra do I have to spend on all these other fun things outside of, you know, 
the adult requirements like cell phones and bills, bills. and <laughs> yeah, you know exactly. all of that. What, what, where is your fun money, your extra surplus going? And so those are really the things we focus on um, because the the higher we can get people one to sustain their families and their income with all different education backgrounds, whether that's an internship, you go straight into the workforce, you go to career tech, you go to higher ed, maybe you even go on on to get a master's um, later down the road. How do we make sure that that we're supporting each of those backgrounds? Yeah. And I think you hit on something right there, too, that's important that we talk about, which is, um, you know, when you're growing up, I, I say this, I've said this to multiple people, but if you grow up in New York City, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to say, oh, it's so boring. There's nothing right. to do here. Yes. You know, it doesn't matter where you grew up. You always think that it's boring and there's nothing to right. do because that's what it is to grow up, right? Yes. right. It doesn't matter where you're at. Yes. So, but when you get to a certain age mm-hmm. and you realize the benefits that there are of, oh, I don't know, having a neighborhood or a community right. or right. events or yes. whatever, and it just kind of changes everything. And I think that um, you hit on that, that you, you don't have to go to a huge city to maybe do what you want to do. And that doesn't mean everybody's going to stay home and everybody's going to stay in their hometown. That's not what I mean. Right. And I'm not, I'm also not advocating that you don't ever go anywhere because you definitely should go. You went to China. Yes. That's right. Yeah. You know, almost as far away as you can get. So there's that, but, but you did the experience and you Mm -hmm. saw what it was. Right. And then that helped you grow as a person. Mm -hmm. And then that I'm sure you, you don't maybe think about it all the time, but that experience directed you, you know, indirectly or directly into where you went next. Oh, absolutely influences you. And and so our favorite, or not our favorite, but one of, one of our really exciting things or opportunities we see is when individuals who have grown up here go out and, and you experience something different, whether that's a, a one-week trip or a couple years or whatever that might look like. And so then when they bring those talents back to Clamore, Rogers County, Northeast Oklahoma to go, hey, why why can't we have this? Or what would it take to get this? Right. You know, and so you see things like kayaking on the lake and concerts where you can hike, bike, or kayak out. Like, that is phenomenal. Yeah. It's phenomenal. And so, um, you know, we're really trying to change that. Oh, it's it's not just Claremore. No, it is Claremore. And look what this looks like. And so, um, you know, really embracing our community's own identity, mm-hmm. not trying to copy maybe what another another place is. Certainly right. you can bring some of those assets here and grow them, but how might that look different in Claremore based on the individuals that are here and the experiences that they've had? Oh, absolutely. And, and I think that touches on, you know, the historic factor yes. a little bit. And, um, you know, surrounding communities, for example, I'm just throwing out a name here, but like a Bixby or an right. Owasso, where they don't really necessarily have a historic downtown area, or if they do, it's not the focal point of their community, right. like you're saying. Right. Whereas here, I mean, we have a historic downtown mm-hmm. that's actually thriving. Right. I mean, full of businesses, new people coming in that have graduated from Sequoia and Claremore and Inola and around this community that are now putting in businesses and right. redoing buildings and yes. all the things. Um, and it's from travel and it's mm-hmm. experience, like getting it out there. Because if you don't ever leave, you never you never know. Like you're right. not going to know the difference. Right. So I, I think that we should encourage people to branch out. Yes. But we always want people to come back. Yes. To yeah. home base. Yes, absolutely. So I think that when we talk about uh, the lake, for example, mm-hmm. we talk about downtown, we talk about RSU, some things that we consider to be fairly unique to our community. Right. That even the people that have lived here forever forget about. 
Absolutely. No, even, you know, let's say you've had a business here for 30 years. I mean, I don't know. Do you know anybody that's owned a business here locally? A few. For a long time? Yeah. Yes. Um, But you, you know, you get caught up in your day to day work and you do your thing and Mm -hmm. you go home, you know. Um, But, Hey, now there's kayaks at the lake. Mm-hmm. Hey, now there's you know July Fourth celebration. Yeah. Now there's all these different things that maybe didn't happen thirty years ago. Well, guess what? Somebody had to do it first. Right. There had to be a first time. Had to jump in and, and take that risk. Just go with it. So, yeah. so to your point, um, when I think we should encourage people too that you know when you see something scary, right? It doesn't mean it won't work. Yes. And it doesn't mean you know that it's bad. It right. just means it's different. Well, and and to parse off of that, too, the other part of that is sometimes just because it didn't work, you know, sometimes there's that risk and you got to jump in and try something. And just because the way that maybe you executed or did something didn't work that time doesn't mean that it's maybe not a worthwhile cause or something like that. And so talking about even 2016 to 2021, wow, like what incredible differences and and growth that we've experienced as a community. Mm -hmm. You know, take 2016 back to even 1996. Looks so drastically different. And so a lot of the conversations we're having, even just this last week, were, you know, hey, this is really cool, but we tried this before, yeah, or we've talked about this before, but it's not really come to life. And so... I think timing is a huge key. And so this last week it was like, hey, well, yes, in 2016, that probably like probably wasn't going to happen. Right. Mm -hmm. Not realistic. But now in 2021, there's all these changes or there's growth or something, some factor change that goes, hey, this is this is reality and we could make this work. And so I think. Um, particularly becoming a parent yeah. causes you to appreciate those things and go, hey, man, this is this is really cool. And you want your, your child to experience that or celebrate. And so you do. You appreciate those friendships and, and the things they've had to go, okay, now in 2021, what's not possible today that hopefully looking forward into 2040 even, yeah, which sure. is like mind-blowing it a little bit. It sounds so far away. I know, so but it's not. Away. It's really not. <laughs> um, I mean, 1990 still feels like it was just 10 years ago to right. me. So, or whatever, like 20. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all the challenges there. Um, but really looking forward. And so, how, you know, encouraging those people to go, hey, just just because you, t- you took that risk or maybe something didn't work, it's not that you shouldn't have that courage or that, that failure is the end-all, be-all. Right. It may just be that there was a reason that didn't happen then, or it could really just take off and be phenomenal. And so that when we're in 2040, we're like, wow, thank goodness that Travis was rocking it out on his guitar (laughs) on Friday nights in 2020. That's, I mean, I appreciate, thank you for that plug. Uh, George Mountain the Bison on Facebook. Um, But yeah, you're right. And, And you said it's maybe not the right time and maybe not the right space. And sometimes it's the people. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's plugging in people like Maggie Froman Knight into the seat of the seat. Yes. No offense, John Fury, if you're listening to this, <laughs> but um, you know that makes something happen right. that just wasn't there. And it's not that you're, you know, the Steve Jobs of no. of the economic <laughs> development world not or hardly. whatever. I'm not yes. even. But it just sometimes is a connection. It right. can be 
a perspective. It can just mm-hmm. be anything like that that really just puts a different spin on things. Absolutely. I mean, right? I mean, and to, to John Fury's credit, as the city manager now, right. same, same story. Yes. Right? You, you never know who's going to make what changes and how they're going to benefit. I told, I was talking to Jacob Garrison today, who's our yes. Main Street director in Claremore. And, uh, you know, kind of there's no there's no failure, just lessons, right? right. That whole thing. Yes. So, you know, try something and people are going to be, oh, we're enraged about this yes. new something. Right. And then they're less enraged, and then it works, and then nobody's mad at all. Right. Or it doesn't work, and nobody's mad at all. So really, it is just about, you know, timing a lot, yes. um, perspective. Mm-hmm. Life lessons, lessons learned. Uh, yeah, all of the things. So it just, it really is, you know, having a 17-year-old versus a 3-year-old right. versus, you know, being retirement age yes. or whatever it is. Um your your world changes. You don't it choose. I mean, sometimes you choose things right. and paths, but you right. don't. And this is something I want to talk to you about too, because I don't know. This isn't about you know deep dive into religion or anything right. like that or <laughs> philosophy. Yes. However, I feel like you like this is just me from the outside mm-hmm. watching you grow and be what you're doing in your career is like. I can see all of the steps along the way that really puts you where you are. Yeah. You know, some people land if you right. will in certain spots and some people float right. in certain spots and <laughs> land eventually or don't yes. and then some people I'm like yeah this is you did this you know and there were stair steps all the way to it right and and I and maybe it's intentional and maybe it's no, not no because I'm like I'm glad that you can see that because yeah. in those moments you're kind of like okay I'm just going with this and this is total faith yes well and that's but that's great I think that's but it's a compliment to you because I think Thank that you. you don't even try <laughs> You try so hard that you don't try. Like, does that make sense? I, I guess. Does that make, <laughs> I, like, so, I feel like there's a lot of try going on. You're, but you're yes, putting I in understand. so much effort that you make it look like it's effortless. There's okay. That. How's okay. that? Was that a I better mean, way to say yes, that? Yes, I like that. Okay. So, again, it's kind of like the Michael Jordan thing, right? right. He's the greatest, arguably the greatest basketball player of all time. Yes. He put in all the work, yeah. like, you know, right. behind the scenes right. and all the things that people don't know. And that's kind of another reason for this podcast is to talk about like the side that you don't see maybe yes. you know you you've got your elevator speeches of what right. you do for yes. economic development yes. um but let's go off of that for a second okay. you're married yeah right? i am you're married and have a kid i am how's that yeah well you know uh i have a three-year-old mm-hmm. and so i don't really envy the teenager uh, as we've just it's, walked through potty training i'm I'm not sure i'm i'm quite cut out or ready for teenagerdom yet um because potty training and independence is a whole other a whole other world but but no it is and i think that was you know even jumping in as the executive director of CETA, um being a young parent plays a big role into that and there's a lot of questions like i think in october i travel all but 4 days wow and so you're like okay how does this work well that was some of the appeal of coming back to Clamors because we're surrounded by our families and support systems. And so knowing that, you know, not that, not that Jasper really misses mama, um, because he's has so much more fun with ants and all of those things, of right? Grandparents, you know, plenty of sugar to be had there. No worries. Um, <laughs> but, but really that's where, it, it really empowers you to, to go out and do those things. But, you know, go to Michael Jordan. I was thinking fly like an eagle, went oh, to Sequoia, Sequoia Eagles, yeah, all the ties, all right? All the ties. So my brain was kind of going. Did you watch Space Jam this um, weekend? Is that what happened? I did happened? not oh, watch okay. Space Jam, but I was thinking about it. I'm, I'm not sure we're ready for a <laughs> no, Space Jam 2 I'm or not either, Revisited but, yeah. or any of those things. But um, I think being a parent, 
I mean, there's just a lot of challenges in and of itself. But when you come to a community, I mean, just like you and I, I did not know you prior to really coming back to Clamorn right. and getting involved. Right. But you find connections with people regardless of whether they have a teenager, a three-year-old, or don't have children. And so you see they're buying an interest in the community. And so from the family perspective, it's really cool because you kind of form this own like family within your family that's not really actually like family actual family yeah right. no i'm There's with that you. um no blood so, connection I no blood you. connection but yeah. yes and so it's really neat to see that and just people owning and so it's hey how how is your husband how's this how's this going and so and um, I actually mean it i think that's yes. I, I think that's kind of the part that i think that's where john right. talks about wanting to grow up here yes and i don't and it, i'm Again, I'm sure it's that way in other communities. Right. Not as great here as here, but anyway. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it really right. is a genuine, like, yeah. how is everybody doing? Right. Not just a passing on the street, you know, how's your mom and them? Like, it's not right. that. It's no, like, legit, and, and hey. truly caring. And so, um, like, I had some health issue back in 2018. And so it was incredible, the outpouring that comes through that. And so mm-hmm. even to that point, not only your family and friends and all of that, but, like, personally, um, I'm involved with Light of Hope, which is a nonprofit here in the Claremore and uh, Rogers County area that helps the people with opioid addiction that have gone through childhood loss or a, chi- a loss of a child. And so it's not just serving and caring for others that, you know, become that family that's the family that's not the family, but really that community as a whole. And so who are those other individuals that that need that support and love so that we can all, you know, that rising tide raises all ships? Absolutely. And so how do we elevate the entire community through that? And so it's really neat. Um, and I think that's why I enjoy the university, too, because you get to see the students. And, and I'm becoming older than some of the students that I want to be, um, <laughs> as, as especially with that three-year-old. And you're like, man, I'm not as cool as I thought I was. <laughs> but, um, you know, really looking back and going, this is, that's why your family's here. Right. And and it makes a huge difference. And while, yes, sometimes you're like, man, I just would, I, I just need a dinner without, like, seven visits sometimes because sure. oh, yeah. you know I'm human too and that happens absolutely but also just going hey um, how phenomenal is it that we go out and you connect with people or they're like hey I missed you or hey how's so and so and there's just some great connections there well and I think to piggyback on two things on that one when you do have a teenager they'll be like do you know everybody in town yes and you'll say yes. yeah I kind of do yeah and you remember go, that <laughs> and you're like yeah well get over it because right. do you know all the police officers yes, yes. I do yes and I do and don't you forget yeah, it yeah you should know better yes. uh, no but but so there's that but then also um, the it's it's kind of an interesting dynamic where, or this is for me, and maybe I'm maybe I sh- I'm just speaking for myself on this, mm-hmm. but you know we always talked about at More Claremore that like you live in a bubble, right? right? You only know your little circle, mm-hmm. and you know that, and the the trick is getting outside of that bubble right. and trying to not influence in a in a bad way, but like let people know what is available to them. Absolutely. So like there's projects and care projects, and there's events that are happening. Right. You know that that don't necessarily get to every corner of the community. And so I think that's one of these, again, another reason for this type of thing and like just chatting about our community mm-hmm. openly. Right. Because it's, you know, not everybody goes to city council meetings. No. You know, Correct. I don't go to city council meetings. Yes. I'm not, sorry, again. But the Facebook Live. You can check it on I Facebook. Could. I could. Yeah, I know. I, know. I, know. I grab my popcorn at home yes. and eat. There you and, go. But yes, anyway. entertaining. Um, but, you know, so some people are tied in a lot. Right. And some are barely. And mm-hmm. I think the barelys sometimes feel like they, this is historically, mm-hmm. that the barelys 
thought that like, oh, these five people in a room run the whole town. Well, right. that's not how it works. No. It really hasn't been how it works, but it really isn't that way. No. Um, and, and I think that you do a good job of, of getting out there and talking to people and, you know, going to different communities, even right. sharing your knowledge right. already in your young young career. You like <laughs> yes, that? Yes, I like that. I appreciate super young that. career. Appreciate that. Um, but and I think you've just got so much more great things to do, and I'm excited to have you in this community and all of those things. So yes. I'm glad to call you a friend as well. Um, and thank you so much for coming and doing this. Awesome. I mean, we're we're going to wrap it up here because yes. you can't talk forever. We could right. talk forever. I could probably talk we forever. We could definitely talk. We could talk about every other thing too. Yes. I don't even know. I had Again, a whole list of things to talk about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Like how many times have you been behind a microphone? Right. Yeah, Plenty a, of times. A, a few. Right. Yes, a few. Um, but really, I guess we're going to have to wrap it up somehow. Okay. So let's wrap it up with this. What are some of your favorite events in Claremore or something that you really enjoy with your family? Oh. Give us something like that. Yes, yes. So, um, and I have absolutely every bias in this. Okay, so, yeah. so don't, don't judge me on this. But um, I love the Leading Ladies event um, just because it's such a cool atmosphere. The Claremore Chamber puts that on just to celebrate all of women from all different backgrounds and sectors and life and everything they do. And I just think that's phenomenal. That is cool. Um, kind of flipping from that big rodeo basketball fan. So love, love the Rogers rodeo, love watching me some RSU basketball. Um, it's phenomenal that you can, can do that in your backyard. And that's definitely not something that, that I, I think I appreciated as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to just not necessarily event, but love going, you know, on a on a weekend day. You can go get your cupcake downtown, do a little shopping, go home, um, and it's all right here. And so I love being able to do that. Have a girls' trip, hang out. We call that doing economic development. Actually, I like, and we're it. like I need to go do an economic development trip and invest the money. Um, I'm not sure my husband always appreciates that, but it's my it's for work. That's exactly it's right. For work. So it's see, my job. That's I'm the alumni director, so I'm exactly. like, well, I have to go talk to the alumni. Oh, they just happen to own local businesses and Shucks. shops and restaurants. Weird. So yeah, we need to do that. Happens that way. Yes. Well, that's awesome. Well, Maggie, thank you so much for coming in. And we'll have to do this again, I'm sure, and talk about other things. A few few times. Whatever those things are. Um, But Maggie Froman-Knight, ladies and gentlemen, and she is the executive director of CETA here in Claremore, Oklahoma, and a proud RSU alum in the MBA program as well. So thanks again, and we will talk to you soon. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to Locally Home here on the RSU Radio Podcast Network. Please subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We hope to bring you more information about Claremore and Rogers State in the future. So join us next time on Locally Home.